And I think that can definitely be the overwhelming thing for a lot of people at first is they think, oh my gosh, I have to change everything I'm eating, everything I'm doing. Not many people are good at that, right? There's a few people who are like those all or nothing humans that do really well with doing everything cold turkey, but that's not most of us. So you start small and you start sustainable. Hey there, and welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur, investor, and business coach for ambitious women who are boldly taking their business to the next level. And I believe that building a successful business isn't about working 24-7 just to merely meet a revenue goal. What it does take is a unique blend of dedication to purpose, courageous action, and frequently sheer will to overcome the odds that lead to meaningful impact and experiencing a life well lived. In each episode, you'll get to know the women and men who are unafraid to put it all on the line as they share the stories of success and failure that have made them incredible leaders and the magic they gift the world with. As you're listening, and I hope finding value, don't forget to share the Tribe of Leaders podcast with all of your other entrepreneurial friends and to follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. Today, I am super excited. I'm always super excited, but I'm especially super excited um, with being able to sit down and chat with my guest, Dr. Laura Deseris. Dr. Laura and I are going to talk about all things functional medicine, holistic healing, energy, performance, and why I'm so excited about this is that this is something that I've been playing with. Like, how do I keep my energy at a max for extended periods of time, but without you know exhausting myself and the burnout? And it's those little tweaks that I'm really interested in because sometimes they make the biggest difference. So Dr. Laura, welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and we get to dive into all of my favorite topics. Thanks so much. And thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get a little bit of background um, going to formulate the story. You know, how did you decide to become a functional medicine doc? And and let's talk about what functional medicine is for those listeners who um, aren't sure or haven't heard and and the difference between that and conventional medicine. Sure. So my, my journey to functional medicine actually started back when I was in college. I went to Cornell University thinking I wanted to go into research. I'm just mm-hmm. a huge science and biochemistry nerd and just thought that was the path for me. Um, my mom, her twin sister, and my older sister had all gotten diagnosed with thyroid cancer when I was in high school within like a year or two of each other. And I was just really fascinated at like, okay, something genetic must be here. So fascinated with cancer research. This is what I'm going to do. Went off to Cornell, got a research job my first year, and I ended up hating it. (laughs) It made my brain happy, but I found it so lonely. Um, And a lot of the Mm -hmm. PhD students I I was talking to were just, they didn't seem very happy. And at like 19, 20 years old, I really wanted to find something that made me happy. So I figured, okay, I must be cut out more to interact with patients more, more, more people, more communication, right? Um, but at that time, I'd started really getting into like nutrition and fitness as well. And I, I didn't feel quite right when I was going off to medical school interviews, asking about those things and not really getting a warm feedback about nutrition and lifestyle, kind of it got brushed off. So I I was kind of a little bit lost heading towards college graduation. My uh, 
I went home on a break and my mom actually took me to go see a chiropractor for back pain I was having after years of sports. And that chiropractor happened to also be a functional medicine doctor had gone on and done the extra education for that. And I was like hooked. I was fascinated. The things that she could tell me about myself that I knew, but she knew just from looking at my body and seeing what was going on and making all these connections for me, it was like an amazing magician detective work. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I, I literally decided to go down this path that day. Um, I had been dealing with my own thyroid issues at the time. I have Hashimoto's mm-hmm. disease, which is an autoimmune thyroid condition. And I wasn't really getting any results with conventional medical treatment, which is pretty much just thyroid hormones and just being so young, it just didn't really sit right with me. So functional medicine, let me really learn a lot about nutrition and diet and lifestyle and stress management, which I had not been doing well at all. Um, just as a very driven high performer, just, nope, I'm going to just drive myself into a wall every day and do everything I can. Um, and it, Functional medicine for me really helped bring a lot more balance and alignment that I think a lot of us as women really crave. So that was how I started to find functional medicine. And for those of you who are wondering like, okay, that's good, but I still don't know what functional medicine is. (laughs) Basically what functional (laughs) medicine is, it's easiest to use an example. So let's say you come in with something like headaches. In in the traditional medical model, we'd say, okay, here's something for your headaches. Here's a, a, a pain medicine. Here's something to make them go away. In functional medicine, we take a step back with you and we look at, okay, well, why are you having these headaches? Are your hormones contributing to them? Is it something you're eating? Is it something with not drinking enough water? Is it the type of workouts you're doing? Are you not sleeping enough? Like what's going on inside your body that is possibly contributing to these headaches so that like, yes, we want to get you the relief, but we also want to Mm -hmm. give you a healthier foundation so that you're not stuck in this cycle of headache, pain, medication, headache, pain, medication, headache, pain, medication. And you can apply that to, to anything, you know, maybe you have bloating and gut issues. Okay. Well, why are you having them? Like, let's, let's do some detective work and figure out what's going on. That's creating the symptoms you're experiencing versus just treating the symptoms. So I, I like to tell my clients functional medicine, it it, kind of completes the circle with our conventional medical model. Like traditional medicine is really good at diagnosing problems and getting you symptomatic relief where functional medicine really shines is figuring out why you had them in the first place and creating Mm -hmm. an environment where you can make the changes in these different areas of your life to set your up, set yourself up for success in the long run. Which for me, with my health coaching background and just my love of healthy food makes so much more sense because it's, you're really looking at the cause and not just a bandaid and with, I think even with a lot of medications, like they can work, but at some point they don't work as well, or there's side effects and yeah. why not like go to this, the root problem and address that. Absolutely. And I saw, I saw my mom struggle with that a lot with thyroid medication. She'd have one that would work well for a while and then out of nowhere, it wouldn't work well anymore. And she'd start getting all those old symptoms back that we associate with low thyroid function. And then she'd have to get a new medication or a new dose and there's side effects of medication. So it was a very frustrating journey for her. And, and in my mind, I was just like, okay, there's got to be more than just managing someone based on their labs. Like let's really dive in and see what else is causing our bodies to, to kind of fall out of alignment in some ways. Right. Cause really that's what's, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. 
Yeah, yeah. So with um, thyroid disease, like what are some of the things that people can do? And not that you want to be giving medical advice on, uh, disclaimer here, people, medical advice on a podcast. I'm just curious, like what worked for you potentially or even um, so that you could you could either reduce or get off the meds? Yeah. So when we look at thyroid, it's important to look at, okay, well, what, what's going on? Like hypothyroidism is one thing. Hypothyroidism that's coming from a process like Hashimoto's is a different story. So for example, you can have women who are dealing with hypothyroidism and again, where functional medicine shines, why is it hypothyroidism? Is it Hashimoto's? Is it that they're just not eating enough and they're super busy all day and they're working out hard and they're depleted, you know? is there some other thing going on? So if step one is figuring out why the heck you have hypothyroidism in the first place. In my case, when it was coming from Hashimoto's, that's actually an autoimmune disease. So really it's not a thyroid disease so much as it's an immune system problem that happens to be affecting the thyroid. So by giving just thyroid medication, it's not the whole picture. That underlying process is still going. The medication helps manage it and helps like keep you feeling okay and keeps your labs normal, but that underlying inflammation and stuff is still going on. So for me, it was it was a learning experience, but I really had to peel back layers of my health and my body one by one and see like what was not working for me, what was going on. So I started with gut health, like really did a bunch of gut testing, figured out foods I was eating that I that are healthy foods, but they weren't healthy for my body at that point in time. They were causing more inflammation, more symptoms, and not really serving me. Working with a qualified practitioner to kind of work through all of that was really important. Um, mm-hmm. Started making other changes that helped reduce inflammation and help kept my hormones balanced. So instead of doing super intense workouts seven days a week, like kickboxing classes every night or hit classes all the time. I slowed down a couple of days and did more traditional weight training, did a lot of walking, saved those super intense things for like some of the time, not all of the time. Um, and like stress management and boundary setting were huge. And I, you might be thinking like, how the heck does that translate to a thyroid issue? Like every woman I see with thyroid issues has problems in those two areas. And it's because you have to think about what those two areas do to us biochemically when we're not managing our stress, when we're not setting boundaries, when we're not communicating what we need. It's putting our bodies in this state of fight or flight and stress all the time. And our bodies don't know the difference that our brains know. They just know that there's something to panic about and create more inflammation in the body. So it really is a very holistic picture of all of these different areas that can contribute to thyroid health. It's, it's not as simple as take this medication or take this supplement and it's going to fix all your problems. It's okay. Well, we really have to do the work to figure out why those problems are happening in the first place. If you really, really want to get better. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's so amazing how simple things like creating boundaries, reducing stress, drinking water, sleeping, um, and just even cleaning up your diet a little bit, like just a tiny bit can make a huge difference in your well-being and in any diseases that you could potentially be experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that can definitely be the overwhelming thing for a lot of people at first is they think, oh my gosh, I have to change everything I'm eating, everything I'm doing. Not many people are good at that, right? There's a few people who are like those all or nothing humans that do really well with doing everything cold turkey, but that's not most of us. 
So yeah. you start small and you start sustainable. And that may be recognizing like, oh yeah, I pretty much just drink coffee till like five o'clock at night. And then I have a glass of water. Well, can we get a glass of water with that first cup of coffee in the day? Like step one, let's hydrate your body. And like, you'd be amazed what that does. Like I, I hear from a lot of women, they're like, yeah, my grandma always told me when I was stressed to have a glass of water and go outside. Like grandma knows she knows that water and sunlight and fresh air solve a lot of problems. So we should go back and listen to some of that advice. Right. Right. And, and so agree. Like, I mean, one of the things I do when I'm feeling stressed out or I'm like kind of trying to work through a problem is take myself for a walk. Yeah. And it's amazing when the problem gets solved as opposed to me just grinding away, like something will just pop into my head and I feel so much better. Yeah. And like, I think if you're someone who struggles with like making the association association, like how can some of these, these simple things translate to health results? Like maybe you're a very data-driven person. Like maybe you need someone to really lay out the blueprint for that. I mean, really we go outside, we get fresh air. It, it moves our blood. It moves our lymphatic system. It helps with our cortisol, our stress hormone. Like we make serotonin, our happy hormone in the sunlight. Like there's, there's biochemistry underlying all those changes that are adding up to those health results that you see. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious too, um, for somebody who wanted to really move into becoming more of a high performer or they're a busy entrepreneur, busy executive. So maybe they're not thinking, Oh, I want to be a high performer, but they're in a place where they have a lot going on. What are some things that they can do to, um, increase their energy and, and, and sustainably, like I'm not recommending anybody, you know, burn both, both ends of the candle. <laughs> right. And that is such a tendency in, in those people we're talking about, right. Entrepreneurs, executives, yeah. it's really like pushing their limits, uh, is really the common thread among that. And there's, there's a lot of different things. If you want to look at building energy for these groups to think of, I know, what a lot of people get frustrated is they're like, oh, this person just told me I have to slow down and stop doing things. And that's the only way that I'm going to get energy back. Well, not necessarily. What if we just shifted the way we looked at it and said, okay, I'm going to do an audit of my, my lifestyle, the demands I'm putting on myself, what I'm asking of myself. Then I'm going to ask myself a very simple question. Am I asking myself to do the bare minimum that every person on this planet is doing? Or am I asking myself to do a lot more? And I think most of us are going to fall in that second category if we're entrepreneurs, if we're executives, like we're really pushing ourselves. So are you able to do that when you're treating your body and fueling your body like the average person walking around, right? Mm -hmm. It's like trying to drive a high-end sports car on like really crappy fuel. And I don't mean just in terms of food. I mean, all of this, the food, the sleep and all of it, like you really have to make that mindset shift first that, oh yes, I am increasing the demand on myself. So it makes a lot of sense that I need to increase the supply and the quality of that supply so that I can run and perform this way that I want. That's step number one. And I think if you don't make that mindset shift, it's not going to matter what you're eating, what supplements you're taking, what fancy new tools you're using. You need to be able to recognize what you're asking of yourself and what you're asking of your body. Yeah. I really want to break the belief that we've got to work all the time. Um, I'm reading the book shorter right now, and it talks about moving to four-day work weeks and and potentially even a six-hour day during those four days. And it just makes so much more sense. Yeah. And I think when we look at 
I think there's a difference when we look at people who are busy in their days and like, well, what's actually going on in all those hours? Because we can all make ourselves busy, but are they, is it a productive busy or are you just doing stuff? And, you know, some of this gets more into like business development. Like, are you delegating? Are you sending help where it needs to be? Are you trusting your team to do the things that you ask them to do? Or are you micromanaging it? You know, all of those are energy leaks in different ways. Then we have the energy leaks in terms of your health and your nutrition. Like, are you skipping meals? Cause it's not convenient to stop and eat. Are you trying to survive on supplements and coffee? Like that's a different kind of energy leak. You're not putting that fuel in again. So really like having an honest audit of what's going on in your days, I think is really important, not just for your business success, but just for yourself. I mean, burnout we know is at an all time high and it's not just because of long hours. It's also how we're structuring those and what's actually happening in them. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's trying to have some semblance of family life and other relationships and social life and self-care and all the other stuff. Yeah. And if we think about what you just said with looking at what are other ways we can structure our work week, like why are we thinking it has to be 16 hour days? Well, if we work really efficiently for four or five, six hours of the day, like look at all that time we have now for those things that really light us up and that really give us that healthy work-life alignment, right? Like the family time, like the exercise. So, so thinking about ways to start structuring that differently, I think is really valuable for any high performer. Yeah, absolutely. And at least for me, and tell me if I'm really on the right track. Um, I'm looking at like my work time is kind of compartmentalized, but also how I'm setting up and closing my day off too, so that I'm building energy and then also having time to like completely relax my brain so that it's not like I get up and, you know, jump out of bed and start doing things you know, immediately, nor do I like hop into bed and expect to go to sleep after I've, whatever I was doing before. It, you nailed it. It's like treating your brain like you would your muscles around workouts. Like, do you immediately jump into like the most intense part of your workout? And usually you like, you warm up, you stretch a little bit first. And then afterwards, maybe you stretch again, you drink some water, you let your body recover. Like we need to do that for our brain too, because we're asking a lot of it. So letting it like wake up and start the day from a place of balance, a place of positivity, a place of gratitude. And especially at the end of the day, like give it time to stop working. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, just because you lay down and like put the phone away two seconds before your brain doesn't work quite that fast. It needs a little time to be like, Oh, I'm not I'm not on alert anymore. I'm not working anymore. And so if you're someone who you find yourself laying in bed at night and your brain just keeps going, you're thinking of your to-do list, like maybe you haven't created an evening routine that works for you that lets your brain wind down a little bit. And that's really, mm-hmm. really important for, for good sleep. And I think just our sanity as a whole. Yeah. And I love sleeping. Like right? <laughs> it just makes, it makes me feel better. so good. <laughs> and I, I mean, my mom says when I was little, I didn't sleep at all, but I mean, since becoming a mom, um, so 20 years ago, like I was so sleep deprived because the boys didn't sleep well and they were close enough together where it's like one was sleeping and the other one wasn't. But when I finally got to back to regular nights, I was like, don't bother me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> don't interrupt me. I don't care what's happening. <laughs> um, but it is a priority for me too. Um, that I'm pretty 
like strict and, and almost religious about where I'll adjust other things if I know I'm going to be out late or randomly if I don't sleep well. I think that's a, it's a really good thing to do. A lot of people are really strict with like their workout routine or their diet, but I, I actually start off with sleep every time I work with a client because I really want that to be what they're strict about because everything else is so much easier if we can get good sleep. When we're not sleeping consistently, everything else is just that much harder. Like our, our emotions are a little harder to regulate. Our, our nervous system is a little more shy. Like we're more going to tend to make the unhealthier choices when it comes to food. So I, I think good sleep routines are really important and there's no one size fits all for that. Like everyone has a very different one and that depends on your lifestyle, your family. Like maybe you are a mom with little ones, in which case like, always prioritize sneaking in that nap when your kids are napping instead of trying to frantically clean the house and like get everything done, like save your sanity first. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so much better. (laughs) (laughs) So much better. I still vividly remember being so sleep deprived. It's just like a zombie. Um, But I want to talk about brain health a little bit too, because it's to me, that's so fascinating. And um Unfortunately, we're all aging. I'm, I'm opposed to that because my head, I'm still so much younger than, than my actual biological age. Uh, but for me, the more we're taking care of our brain, just the more energy we're going to have, the, the easier it's going to be to do the work that we're doing, whatever that is. Um, but I don't think anybody's, I don't think we're talking about it enough, right? I would agree. I see it starting to shift, but a lot of the conversations around around brain health that are popular are still really more about like fixing disease, right? Like dementia, Alzheimer's, which is really important too. Like none of us obviously want to go through that either. But when we start talking about brain health mm-hmm. to younger generations earlier and earlier, we can understand understand our bodies and our thoughts and how important it is a little bit better. And like I think yeah. people don't always make the connection how much your brain is doing. Like we know it helps us think. And we know from, you know, high school biology that it controls our movements and all of that, but everything from like that feeling you get when you see your loved one or you pet your dog and you laugh with friends, like that's your brain making stuff and making connections and sending out hormones and telling your pancreas to make this and telling your ovaries to make that. It's like really important. <laughs> so an <laughs> unhealthy brain is not going to be able to do all those things well. So it goes much further than to the point when someone gets diagnosed with a neurodegenerative disease like Alzheimer's, it's okay. Well, maybe, you know, a young woman, she's not having her period because the brain isn't telling the ovaries to make hormones. Like that's a, that's a brain problem at the core. So being able to figure out like, where's the brain's part in all this? And if there is inflammation there and it's not healthy, it can show up as almost anything. And really it all comes back to supporting that brain health while we're working on all those symptoms. Yeah. It's uh, to me, it's just so um, one, always better to be proactive um, than reactive. So really thinking about what you can do to keep things or, or improve health as opposed to having to deal with disease. Um, but I want my body functioning as, as well as possible for as long as possible. So. uh. Absolutely. And it's, I think it's another one of those things that, again, it doesn't have to be super complicated initially. Like when we think of things that help our brains healthy, it's, it's sleep, it's hydration. Your brain is like three quarters water, like drink the water for a happy brain. 
It's eating really yummy foods that we see are linked to lower inflammation in the brain, things like dark chocolate and berries and greens and salmon and avocados, things that most people can look at that list and at least find one or two that they really like. Um, so there's lots of simple things that you can start doing to support it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so good. We want everybody to be happy and, and healthy. Right. Yeah. How do you feel like, um, functional medicine can help leaders? I know it's kind of an ambiguous question, um, but I would love to feel that to me, there's a natural tie. So I'm curious. What it is. And I know, I know me and every other functional medicine provider is jumping for joy this week because Tony Robbins is releasing his new book, which is all yeah. about using precision medicine to like take your health and the health of your families to the next level. So really that whole body happiness thing. And I mean, what better embodiment of a leader, right? Than Tony Robbins. So really if you're a leader and so many, so many people listening to this are like, yes, you're an example for the people in your community, but you're also you're functioning at this high level, right? And you're also continuing to strive for that work-life alignment while you're helping all of these other people grow and develop and do all these other things. So again, it's that supply and demand, right? Like you have so much stuff going on to be able to support yourself this way makes you a much more efficient leader from a biochemical mm-hmm. standpoint. On top of that, like most people who are leaders, they they really want to take their you know their brain performance, their focus, their their ability to to create to creatively serve their community. They want to take that to the next level. Like functional medicine also opens those doors because we get to dive in and like we can do all of these cool labs and see how your unique biochemistry is working. Like what are your strengths and weaknesses in your health, in your body that we can support and kind of help you just to function better, make you a really well-oiled machine. Um, gosh, there's the whole world of biohacking. If, if you're familiar with that, if you're not, it's like, how do we make our bodies work even better? Like functional medicine plays a huge role in that. And it's really cool stuff. So if you, if you are a leader and you're like, yes, I want to show up as the best version of myself, my higher self, the most aligned version of me. So I can set an example and help all of the people in my community. Like, why wouldn't you want to be doing everything you could to function at your peak all the time? And I think functional medicine is a really cool pathway for people to take Mm -hmm. really lets them reconnect into their body, make that mind body connection and understand how that's translating to your thoughts, your creativity, how you're showing up to serve other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I like, to me, it just feels more customized, right? It's not, oh, you have a headache, take this thing that I'm prescribing to everybody else this week. It's it's, really looking at all your markers. It's, it's so hyper-personalized. I mean, you know, you take a woman who's coming, you can have five women who are coming in with the same problem. It's going to be five drastically different plans to get them feeling their best again. Um, because we are not like each other. We're all very different, not just in terms of our bodies, but in terms of what are our environmental stressors like? What's my lifestyle like? What are the goals I have for myself? And like functional medicine takes all of that into account, which I think is really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and adding kind of back into from a leadership standpoint, if you're doing that for yourself, it's, I think, great to be able to talk about that and change, I'm going to say the dynamics of medicine, because I think there's a really, there's a big gap in Huge gap. where we can improve. Um, yeah. And I and, think, I think 
you know, some of that gap in medicine, that whole doctor patient relationship, it used to be a very authoritative thing. It was, oh, well, my doctor said this, so I have to do this. And I think a lot of people who are leaders that doesn't always sit well with them um, just because they understand that that's, that's, that's not what they want to hear. Like they want a partner, they want a team, they want someone who is helping them to rise so that their whole community can rise. Um, working with a functional medicine provider allows that relationship to be more of a collaborative, a collaborative partnership than mm-hmm. a, I say this. So you do that. And moreover, it, again, like you said, it's a ripple effect. Like Imagine patient goes to a doctor who is doing all of these things. They're sleeping, eating well, they're prioritizing their sanity. They have a good work-life balance. Like, yes, I want to learn from that person. And then you're right. Everyone's community is then going to look at the leader and being like, oh my gosh, look what they're doing. I want to do that for myself. I want to do that for my family. I want to show my kids what it's like to really be this healthy version inside and out. So it's, it's a really, I think that's a really cool thing that, functional medicine can do that's been lacking in our conventional model. And I think that's where a lot yeah. of, a lot of the disconnect has come with healthcare right now. Yeah. I mean, and for me, having had the experience both with my mom and some of her docs, and I've had it too, where like, from an authoritative perspective, they're not even hearing what you're saying. I mean, I've had docs tell me, well, you know, that's not going to work. I'm like, well, it worked last time. My body... <laughs> Right. Like it's it's one thing to to understand, like, okay, I'm going to this this professional who's in their zone of genius and medicine and healthcare. But if they're not even going to listen to me and hear my story, how can I trust them? And I yeah. think trust, you know, going back to brain biochemistry, like especially as women, when we can trust someone, we release oxytocin, we get that happy, trusting feeling. And it's gonna, it's going to make us be more collaborative and more willing to open up and share right. the story and take those steps. So fostering the right kind of relationship is really important for people to get the health results. It's not just going home with a checklist. It's walking out of your visit with that practitioner, knowing, wow, they listened to me. They heard me, they get where I'm at and they're going to try and find something that fits, fits where I'm at in my health journey, fits my willingness to take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that because I'm one of those like 7% of people who are rebellious where you start telling me like what to do. And I'm like, not happening. <laughs> Just not happening. <laughs> so. Um, and a yeah, lot of, and I want a partnership. There are a lot of people who are leaders have that little bit of a well. I'm here because I didn't want to necessarily just listen to someone else every day. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I think there's a great place too in creating those partnerships to change the overall conversation of again, just kind of circling back to the, the hustle and grind mentality, but also really feeling good. Like we all deserve to feel amazing. We do. And it's, I remember when I was in college, I had the opportunity to go study abroad and I studied in the Scandinavian countries. So I was in Denmark, I was in Sweden, I was in Norway. At one point I was, I was in this hospital in Denmark and I was talking to a person who was a medical student there and asking him about his experience. And I was like, Oh, when are you graduating? And he's like, well, I'm not sure. I might take a semester off because I really want to travel with my family and do some skiing. And I had this moment where I'm like, I'm pretty sure in the U S they would kick somebody out of medical school if they said they were just going to take a semester off to go on vacation. But like, it's a very American mentality Mm -hmm. to be in this go, go, go grind, 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 never take time off to enjoy life. And, And I think if anything good can come out of the last few years, I think more people are waking up to 
oh, it's not just something to want to have a better lifestyle in terms of balance. It's a necessity. Yeah. It's just such a big, important part of the puzzle, not just for, for enjoying life, but enjoying life from a place of, of health and having a good mindset around it. And, you know, having that alignment, we all look for so much. Yeah. This is so cool. and so helpful. (laughs) Um, and I could talk to you all day. Um, but for somebody who's hearing this and, you know, in, is interested in learning more, how can they um, connect with you or um, start working with you? Sure. So uh, I can give you all of the links to put in your show notes, but everything is under my name. My website is drlauradecessoris.com. I'm most active on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn under Dr. Laura Decessoris. You can, there's application forms. You can just send me a message and say, Hey, I heard you on the podcast. Would love to chat sometime. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions anyone might have. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that because health is near and dear to my heart still, even though I'm not health coaching. And uh, as I said, I really, like I, in my core, believe we're supposed to be having fun and feeling good. Maybe not all of the time, but most of the time. And I love that people have the opportunity to partner with you and, and, and take those steps to do that and set boundaries and break bad habits and be supported. Yeah. It's, it's one of the questions I always ask in my initial intake with a client. And it's when we're talking about their business and talking about, well, what do you do for fun? And if I hear that, I don't have time for fun. Like this is a hard question to answer, but what, what are you working for? If you can't be having any fun and enjoying your life, like we have one Mm -hmm. life. So we need to be able to figure out a way to do that with, with joy and with, with vitality and having our, our health as part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And just as a side note, you have really great reels. So everybody should check you out on Instagram. <laughs> I was so resistant to them for so long. And all my coaches are like, you must, you must do the reels. So here we are. <laughs> um, I'm about to start doing them. So yay. <laughs> to have fun with them. I will say that. <laughs> they will have to be fun. Otherwise I'm not going to do them. <laughs> That's that's a requirement. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for a couple of other things to get finished, and then we'll start working on on playing with some video, whatnot. Okay. Um, what's we have to wrap up in just a minute? But what's like what's your vision of the world if everybody was feeling a little better and there was less disease and illness? I just see I see much better harmony. I don't just mean between people, but between us and our planet, between us and each other, between us and animals, like not to get too woo woo out there. But right now I think it's, it's pretty easy to look around and be like, wow, there's a lot of chaos. Like mother nature is going haywire all the time. Like bomb cyclone. What kind of storm is that? Like there is just a lot of stuff going on. There's so much hatred on social media. I mean, we have definitions for people that are mean on purpose. We call them trolls. Like we shouldn't even have to have that. But I think if we start to take these steps to be healthier, happier people, all of that other stuff just kind of goes away because happy, healthy people don't do those things. They're not mean right. for no reason. They're not rude. They're not, they're respecting the the earth we live on. They're respecting other people. And I think that starts with really fixing our relationships with our bodies and ourselves. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things for me that I feel very out of balance in the world and I think 
if each one of us is striving towards better inner balance, uh, not perfection, not saying perfection, but inner balance and whatever that looks like for you, it definitely will shift how the exterior world looks. Absolutely. It's, it's contagious. And we all know that we all know that person who, who says like, yeah, I've really been working on just what makes me happy and what makes me feel aligned. And you want to be around those people. And so the more of us that do that for ourselves, again, that ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Laura, thank you so much. This has been amazing. So much fun. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that that we met because we are our new friends and um, through Femme City. And I'm really excited that I can have you on the show so quickly too. Yeah. Thanks so much. This was so much fun. Like you said, I could keep chatting with you all day long. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So for everybody who is listening, Hold on, because we might have Dr. Laura come back some other time in the the near future, because there's other things percolating in my head. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to. And I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. I do have just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders.